Friday, and welcome to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. We are back with another Friday Five episode. It is our list of five things you should know about that happened this week. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and I've got to say that I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving next week. Looking forward to some time off, some time with family. I am very much looking forward to the holidays. But first, let's get through this week's list. We will start out with number one, and I want to mention this here again in case you missed our news episode that dropped on Monday afternoon. CMS released the 2022 Medicare Part A and B premiums and deductibles late last Friday, and there were increases. Now, we expected increases because that's how the balance between the Social Security cost of living adjustment and the cost of Medicare works. They're intertwined. But the increases were pretty substantial, so I do want to rehash that here as well, just in case you missed the news on Monday. The Medicare Part B premium will be $170.10 for 2022. That cost went up $21.60 from this year, a 14.5% increase. And then the annual deductible went up to $233, up $30 from the 2021 deductible cost. We will have the link to that episode and the corresponding article on our blog just in case you missed that news. Very important to have those numbers as you're meeting with clients for the remainder of AEP. And we will also have the link to that Friday Five episode where we featured the official COLA increase. Number two, with all the talk of inflation, scarcity, and interest rates remaining low, this next piece of news wasn't really that surprising. As we're paying more attention to money and budgeting, this is one of those topics that naturally comes up. Yes, the 4% rule is back in the news. That is the guideline for how much money retirees can withdraw from their retirement fund for living expenses each year. There's also the fact that investment research firm Morningstar just published a paper on the topic. Their findings suggest that 3.3% might be a better, more conservative figure to go with. And there are a couple of reasons for that. The most obvious being that if you're retired and not working, you don't want to run out of money. The lower 3.3 percentage point also hinges on retirees holding a balanced portfolio and withdrawing the same amount of money across 30 years. With that estimate of retirement years clocking in at 30, there's a 90% probability of retirees not running out of money. So, Conditionally, this is a guideline, but it does vary from person to person depending on how much is in the retirement fund and the withdrawals they take each year. The lower percentage is also being recommended because with interest rates running so low for such a long period of time, some investments aren't being realized in the same way investors originally thought they would be. According to the research put forth by Morningstar, quote, Given current conditions, retirees will likely have to reconsider at least some aspects of how they define their safe withdrawal rate to make their assets last, end quote. Something to think about as you're meeting with clients. 
even just for plan reviews this year, is that they might have more financial questions and budget concerns this year. It's okay if you don't have the answers to their questions, but it is a good idea to have experts you can suggest they talk to who can answer those questions. We have mentioned affinity partnerships with financial planners before. This is one of those situations where it's good to have a trusted advisor you can recommend your clients to. And in return, they can recommend their clients who are approaching retirement and Medicare age to you. Number three, I mentioned the holidays in the open. And with so many of us back in offices, back in school, back to socializing on some levels, that also means the return of the holiday party. Or just parties and events in general. While introverts rejoiced at the thought of canceled get-togethers throughout the pandemic, this holiday season we're all facing the reality that many of those events are back on. They might be smaller, they might look different, but they're back on. And that means that you might have to attend a party that you don't really want to go to. I love that ThinkAdvisor covered this very topic. I gleefully clicked on the link because while I have mostly extroverted tendencies, I can get on board that introvert train really quick because spending a quiet night at home with a good book, blanket, cat, crackling fireplace, that sounds just as delightful to me right now as going out would have sounded 15 years ago. So what do you do if you find yourself in that situation? First up, dress the part. This is something I love to do regardless. I just enjoy dressing up. Even in high school, on days that I was feeling blah or even sick, I would dress up or I guess dress extra in an attempt to trick myself into feeling better. Dress up. Do something extra with your hair. Put on the jewelry and accessories that you don't always wear. That kind of thing. Next, find out who's going that you will want to talk to. And this is almost instinctual. In addition to finding out if familiar and friendly faces will be in attendance, you can take some time to figure out who might be there that you want to talk to or introduce yourself to. You know, so maybe a week or two later, you can run an idea by them. Or maybe try it in passing at the event if the timing and the situation feels right. And when you get there, don't chicken out. Even if it's a no-bones day, do it anyway. Noodle would want you to. The last thing I will mention here, make the rounds. And that bit of advice about slaying the dragon first thing If there's someone who you're uncomfortable talking with or having them come and talk to you, head over to them first. Say hi, be cheerful and upbeat as you greet them. Maybe make sure others are in earshot. Just get it over with. Once you get that out of the way, you'll be able to hopefully enjoy the event. And I know that I said that was the last thing, but I do have an add-on here. It's been a while since a lot of us were in large groups and social environments. We're all going to be a little bit awkward. Allow yourself and others a little bit of grace in that department. Number four, Spotify has made another move in the audio industry, this time with audiobooks. 
They announced that they're planning to acquire Findaway, a company that currently provides audiobook creation and distribution services. I will be linking to an article with information on that announcement in our notes, but I did want to point out that there are audiobooks on the Spotify app currently. They're just really difficult to find. One way that I find them is with the help of a service called Lismio, which previously was called Spooks, a portmanteau of Spotify and books. I will be linking to their app and their profile on Spotify because they've done a really great job with discoverability using the current Spotify API. I'm excited to see how easy finding and purchasing an audiobook might become on Spotify. The write-up in The Verge mentioned the ability to buy them on Spotify versus streaming them, which is new and exciting. Even better would be a premium plus option that would include one free audiobook a month, similar to what Audible offers, if I can throw that out into the world as a wish. That would be right up there with the chronological feed on Instagram, a dream that I will probably never let go of. And that eternal optimism brings us to number five. If you're shopping for earbuds this holiday season, Make sure you listen closely, because all puns aside, I've got some bad news about the Galaxy Buds Pro earbuds. There are a lot of reports that people are experiencing ear infections and allergic reactions to these earbuds. I will be linking to a few different articles in our notes so you can read more about the issues. It seems like the reaction might be linked to the materials used in making the earbuds. Both nickel and acrylate can cause skin irritations and itching, but this is a developing story and I'm sure we will hear more. As I said though, if you're shopping for earbuds right now, you might want to avoid this particular batch until they've got this issue sorted out. And now for this week's bonus, I don't really have one, but we do have our Top 10 Holiday Toys episode coming up next Tuesday. That is an ASG podcast tradition, so make sure you're following along for that one. You can do that in the app you're listening on right now, and then you won't have to worry about missing out on fun episodes with the Top Holiday Toys or podcast recommendations or on news episodes like the one we dropped in your feed on Monday afternoon. For those of you who have already followed and subscribed, thank you so much for doing that. We truly would not be here without your support. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel, script editing by Jack Clark, artwork by Vivian Zhao, 